Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has eaten his pants and underwear and now appears to be on the verge of eating his own boner. That's Jeff Clark. What's up, fools? And transmitting to us from the New York City sewer system... The bearded booger-eating ninja turtle known as Shuddy Boy. Oh yeah. Was that your macho man? I was trying to be the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, I was, oh, yeah. I was picking up Kool-Aid vibes. I forgot that they both have the same catchphrase. I was having a hard time. I like the whole time I'm like, oh my god, all I hear is fucking macho man in my head. I hope I can get it out right. But man, who can who could forget that uh Basically, the O.J. Simpson trial of the late 80s, Kool-Aid guy versus Macho Man, over who owns, oh, yeah, the IP. Yeah. Do you, who came out, who, who was first to uh, come out? Well. Did Macho Man? Let's see. I'm going to Google Kool-Aid guy. First appearance of Kool-Aid guy. Like, it's a fucking comic book. What? That's that's incredible. I guess the better question then is TV I, commercial. When was his first TV commercial? Jeff, I need you to go on wikipedia.com or no nope, part of it. wikipedia.org, okay. my mistake. Um okay, so 1954 was the prototype version. 1974 was the official. But they give him a species name, and A, I would like you to try and say it, and B, would like you to guess if it's a mammal or not. Wow, I just Googling first appearance of the Kool-Aid guy, <laughs> one of the results I got was a Marvel DC fandom wiki. Oh, no, I don't want to update anything. Be gone. Don't press uh, that. The Kool-Aid man's first appearance in Marvel Comics. Um, and they just describe him as an anthropomorphic pitcher filled with Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's the word I was looking at. I was going to read, and I was like, you know, that's tough. But Wait, I was that I the word you were trying to... No, he's talking about on the right-hand shoulder. Yeah, the in-universe information where it says his full name is Frankie D. Kool-Aid. He's got the aliases of Pitcher Man, and in Canada, he's called Captain Kool-Aid. <laughs> Does he just say, hey, yeah? Your your CS frigid oxium. I mean that sounds that's I, I mean I don't fucking know how to pronounce it. That sounds as Is it an actual word? No. They just made it up, right? Yeah. There's not an actual animal that looks like the Kool-Aid guy, Jeff. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people in LA would have that as an emotional support pet if it existed. I don't know if anybody would with it crashing Braces. through the walls all the time. Nah, that was just slanderous um, TV spots. They wouldn't really do that. I mean, yeah, if you've they're already... actually much more well-behaved and chiller in person. 
Yeah, I, if you're I inviting like it to fact- live in your home, then it doesn't need to bust through walls. I, wow, I like the fact that everybody listening to the audio podcast is not going to understand why we started off with Kool-Aid guy talk until the Easter egg. Well, yeah, spoiler alert. Shuddy Boy is currently wearing a red hoodie with the Kool-Aid guy's face on it with a gold tooth that he bought at Zoomies. It's a rad hoodie. Why I bought it, it, you know, it was, I was Christmas shopping and I could buy something half off. So I got this for me. Wow. They made two Kool-Aid man video games for the Atari 2600 in 1983. Apparently got his own short lived comic book series. I can't imagine that was too much fun to read. Uh, Unless he started like a Jim Jones esque cult and had people drink poison Kool-Aid from his open head uh and then there was wow it went to archie comics they retired this motherfucker from 1994 until 2008 interesting isn't it fun learning stuff together holy shit i am not sure that that is accurate well take it up with the internet shuddy because my source says that it was voiced from 1994 to 1998 by two people. Then it was voiced from 1999 to 2009 by the same person. So if he was retired, there would be no reason to voice him. Yeah, Kevin. And I uh, actually tuned you out, so I didn't learn anything with you. So, Well, then it's, just, you, it's just like school for you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm, uh, I'm going to take some tutoring from Fox News Media on how to be a better broadcaster. It's one of the, the the tools, one of the resources the company has. So I'm be working with the Tux people, Hannity's people, and I'm gonna be a better broadcaster. They're gonna learn how to be professional. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, oh, yeah. I have a feeling they're gonna tell you uh to bring up Hunter Biden's laptop all the time. Oh and I will. And I can't yeah. wait to riff on Roe v. Wade and states' rights. Don't wear any of your your trans clothing to that meeting. <laughs> yeah, no fucking purple yeah. V-necks. Jeff's going to show up in a turtleneck and be like, "Greetings, everybody! I uh, just want to start things off by saying I'm a boy." <laughs> he him. <laughs> I mean, it's he him. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I fucking the outkick like listeners or viewers of the shows that I go on fucking hate me. <laughs> One of them, well, I don't, I don't know if all of them do, but a couple of them do. One called me a tranny. The other guy said I have the worst voice in radio. Not nice I, things. I couldn't agree more or, or disagree more. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope. I mean, uh, I, I mean, just, you, I you, heard you, you do an impersonation of me. Yeah, but I heard you on one podcast, one episode of one podcast, and just immediately tried to headhunter you. Yeah. Well, I mean. These people feel the exact opposite. They heard me on one uh, Outkick show. They they want to abort me. Yeah, they sound like a bunch of pussies. Sounds like yeah. they just need the usual six months to get used to you. Yeah, it's going to take a little longer, though, because honestly, my sports betting record on these shows are fucking cursed. It, it's cursed. Like, I'm just costing these fools money. It's kind of crazy. I'm actually winning and like... Almost all sports I currently I'm down in basketball, but I'm winning in football. But I just go out on these shows and give out losers. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. 
I got, I'll go. I'll, I got this, I'll go in with like a five game heater, and then I'll go over three on one of the shows. I have this really funny bit that I do on all of these shows. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just give out. Losers. I give bets that I don't make. Yeah, uh, you doing like a, no, cr- I, a crusty the clown? Be like, ah, the smart money is betting against the Harlem Globetrotters in this game. <laughs> yeah, you see all the money on all the money on the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, that's sucker money. You got to take the Washington Generals plus the points. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be fucking rolling in dough. <laughs> yeah, nobody's taking the Generals. You'll you've got all the payout for you. No, nope. was that your big announcement that you teased in the Easter egg? No. Oh. Much bigger announcement. Should we should we much, do that? Much bigger announcement. What's up? Should we do that? Or do we do yes. it at the end to keep people? No. Let's do it now. Because we got to talk a little bit about it. It's probably going to be stupid. Behind it. But me and I got Cheech on board. I'm going to talk to Bill here in a second. He's doing his esports thing. But for the Puminati listeners, I will be coming up with a Christmas movie bracket. And we are going to once and for all, decide what is the best Christmas movie. Are you guys down? I mean, of course. Always down for a bracket. But yeah, my question is... I know how is, it's going to end for me. There's like a handful of bangers. And I feel like outside of those, there's not much worth talking about. So will it be competitive? I think so. I hope so. So I, here's the thing. We have to figure out how we're going to decide. Because I and my brothers are coming up with the bracket and I'm going to have seeds, like just like a, a college basketball bracket. So the number one seed is effectively what I'm saying is the best Christmas movie. So like I can't vote. My, my vote's already been made. Right. So we got to either maybe Dom or maybe we do some voting. Uh, but when there needs to be a third vote. For us to to move forward on this on this on this on these movie brackets or these movie matchups. Well, what we're gonna have to do is we have to have a very quick conversation right now, and unfortunately revisit a very played out topic. But we have to decide if Die Hard counts as a Christmas movie or not. And I've done some thinking about this. It's very annoying how much it comes up in mainstream pop culture discussions. So I feel like a chode even mentioning it. But if we're going to do a bracket, we have to decide one way or another. And after much soul-searching, I have landed on my answer. But I'm curious as to what you guys think. Well, this is something we can vote on. I'm interested in Shuddy's. Well, based on that, I would say that you're leaning towards it not being a Christmas movie. Maybe. And I have the same sort of feeling. I personally love telling people it's a Christmas movie because it gets them all bent out of shape. Yeah. Um, It's Christmas in the fact that it takes place during Christmas and at a holiday party. But I mean, it's not really a Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie. What do you think, Jeff? I I don't think it's a Christmas movie. So I, you know, I'm, I'm fine either way, but I lean more towards the, it not being a Christmas movie. See, I used to pretty much how I feel like this isn't a hill I'm going to die on. I would vote no on on it being a Christmas movie, but I understand the argument of it being a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I used to think that it was a Christmas movie, but maybe it's all the, like just seeing so many chuckleheads talk about it constantly bum me out. 
But I was actually thinking about this yesterday because I watched, you know, flying flying home from Florida last night. I watched a bunch of movies, and one of them, a uh, first time watch for me, was When Harry Met Sally. Never saw what? the movie before. I've never seen it. Five dicker. I fucking love When Harry Met Sally. Wow. So we're gave, jumping right into movies now. I gave it a four dicker, but it is it is an excellent movie, and it buy. spans. I don't know. I think it officially spans the course of twelve years. Really, I believe so. Because so. it yeah. starts with them meeting just by chance in nineteen seventy eight, and then it like after a scene, it's it's like oh five years later, and then it just keeps time jumping. And I think it initially ends with New Year's of nineteen ninety, I think, and. You know, since it spans that much time, Christmas happens, I think, at least twice in that movie. And there's Christmas music playing. There's Christmas elements. So Christmas stuff happens. But I I don't think anybody in their right mind would call When Harry Met Sally a Christmas movie. And then I was was thinking, I'm like, and you know what? Die Hard isn't either. Because it's not the central theme. It's a writing device that gets everybody in that building together. It could have been anything. It could have been the company's 10th anniversary. You know? Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch during Christmas because, it, again, it takes place on Christmas. It has Christmas music playing. Or is it even on Christmas or is it Christmas Eve? Because it would be kind of weird for them to go to a Christmas party Christmas Day and leave their kids behind. No, it's Christmas Eve. Okay. So, yeah, I... Again, not a hill I'm willing to die on, but for the sake of this conversation, because we're going to be doing a bracket, I vote towards leaving Die Hard off of it. I I agree. I agree. But I do wonder, does like the Puminati think that's lame? Like, I wonder where they... I I mean, is it the corniest... Would it be a corny Twitter poll to throw it up there? Just like, hey, is this a Christmas? It is, right? I knew it. So like, I mean, if you put Die Hard on there, just for argument's sake, it's likely going to be a one seed. Yeah. I mean, Die Hard's a fucking can Hall of Fame. We unequivocally agree that all three of us love Die Hard. Yeah. Of course. So keeping that off of it m- makes the bracket more balanced, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because it... um it's already going to be top heavy without Die Hard. Exactly. By the way, Jeff, you did remind me real quick about um, Twitter polls. We should give an update on last week's Twitter poll that just got pulled out of our asses. Um, have you ever given yourself a credit card? Speaking of asses. And then sniff your fingers afterwards. And I'm very disappointed in the Puminati for not being truthful. I know. There's like, a lot of liars. In yes, the one. But it was very close. of people said that they have sniffed their own credit card. And I'm willing to bet a lot of those motherfuckers are liars. Absolutely. I'm willing to bet there was probably like 50 people that saw that poll and they just got done sniffing their fingers and they were like, no. Yeah. Uh -uh." I thought that ratio was going to be closer to a 70, 30. Maybe even like a three to one, 75, 25. Yeah, there's a lot of, I call shenanigans for sure. Me too. There is a, I will say though, just 
counterpoint, there is a chance the three of us are a little grosser than the average person. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's, there's, a there's, there's not a chance. It's <laughs> yeah, Patreon we, so we, 250. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's just keep throwing that back into the to the mix. Like, yeah. Yeah, yep. we're kind of we're we're kind of some dirty motherfuckers. So <laughs> so maybe I don't know, maybe 53% is right. But Either way, the truth is 53%. I'd rather hang out with them than the 40, 47%. There were also know. a disturbing amount of people that said they've tasted it. Wait, what? You didn't see it? You didn't no. see those? Tweets? It was in the replies? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, they, that's, uh, that's not don't, a, that's don't not a, shame them, Kevin. There are listeners. Don't shame them. I'm just saying that's not a credit card, that's an ATM. Uh, one uh, comment was do I get double points for taste testing yeah <laughs> you do. Ew. And that was from Brendan fucking then, ew uh, the next uh, guy uh, responded skipped went straight to taste test uh, nice. beat me to uh, it it still stands as a matter of fact uh, this uh, this chick Puminati got in my my Instagram DMs and says she credit cards herself, but it was above the close, so I don't I don't fully count it. Yeah, but it's like a pH test. She says, think she said I have to find it. How do you credit card yourself? Of, like, yourself her girlfriends with, do that. How do you credit card yourself with pants on? Well, I mean, and why? As a what woman, situation you would think is maybe going her on? Pants are tighter. With- back there that you're concerned that your smell is coming through your pants. I got no names, but I got a text from a female Puminati elite who not only admitted to credit carding, but said anybody who doesn't is a goddamn liar. And I was like, yep, I am 100% with you. That is how exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree. Gen T. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Terrible. So, all right. So, what else do we need to discuss for the Christmas movie bracket? We just got to figure out. I I don't know. I think I think it would be best to do it with Don because I kind of want to host it, serve it up, and then have you guys vote because my vote is essentially the bracket. Maybe we can do a a poll instead, but that's a little hard because we'd have to like. I don't know. We have to. We'd have to do each game individually, and then we would have to advance those games at one, and it would just take. I would just take a little while. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. Da- I'm. I'm down to put in effort, but it just might be a little more effort than it's worth, and it might be just better content if we bring in Dom if he's available. So, I mean, I also have. I have some or Christmas I- movies that I like, but I feel they're real fringe outlier movies that I don't know. Because sometimes if you put a movie that, you know, everybody has seen up against a movie that no one has really seen. Like uh, one, one that I'm thinking of, have you guys ever seen Trapped in Paradise? Yes. It's Nick Cage, Dana Carvey, and John Lovitz. And they're three brothers that are bank robbers and, and sort of like uh, grifters. And they get, they hit a bank in a very small town crash their cars and then get saved by the people the family that owns the bank and no matter what they do they just can't get out of this fucking town and away from these people that they robbed and I, 
Last time I looked it up, it didn't have very good reviews, but I loved it as a kid. And then I watched it, I'd say, within the last two or three years. And I was like, yeah, this movie still kicks ass. I just don't know if that's well, too obscure. I'll try. I don't know. My, my idea is because it has to be either 8, 16, 32, or, or 64, right, to do a bracket. So my idea was maybe 16 movies. I think I can get to 16. You're saying it's top-heavy. I kind of disagree, and that's why – and I also think Dom would would be a great addition to this just because he has, like, these obviously off-the-wall movie opinions. <laughs> and he might say something to the effect that I wouldn't put any of these 16 in my Christmas movie bracket, right? Like, he, he's he's shitting on the Christmas story, like, what? This movie sucks. And it's like you're in Bizarro World arguing with Dom. <laughs> <laughs> what about, like – um? Christmas horror movies like would you count Krampus Silent Night Deadly Night see I gotta talk to I gotta talk to I gotta talk to my brothers about this because they they're going to I think in our our house in Santa Ana and Orange County to watch Black Christmas um I don't really like Black Black Christmas see my brothers love it maybe I'll have to shoot that one down I'm not a big fan I watched it once yeah um but like isn't I haven't seen this in like 30 years, but isn't Gremlins a Christmas movie or no? Yeah. I mean, it takes, ah, again, I think the Gremlins are the more central theme, even though it does take place on Christmas. Doesn't he get Gizmo for Christmas? It's Mm. a tough one, but I'll, I'll do my best with the list and hopefully it covers all the boxes. Like you, we did this with the snack attack thing. And this is something that I've just, or the snack bracket is something I learned from following college basketball my whole life. People are going to be pissed. That's it. Like it's just, it's just how it goes. Like yeah. people are going to be mad. So I mean, you got to do your best. Uh, the no brainers are like Christmas vacation, elf, uh, Christmas story. Home alone. Yeah. Home alone. But, I, but like my first idea would probably be put like I think Home Alone Two is awesome, so put Home Alone One, Home Alone Two, and head to head. Like, what do you think? Like, who 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 advances? Now, does a Christmas story story make it onto no. the list? Have no you way. you haven't watched it? I haven't seen it, and I can't. I can't. You mean, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine a lot of the Puminati have. I has. I saw it on HBO Max last night. Is is it? Isn't it recent though? Like when did it come it out? It just came out. Like it, it did, just right? came out okay. this week. A, Christ- a Christmas story. Christmas. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Something, something like that. I yeah. watched it. I watched it in Florida. No shit. Is that one of? The, that's obviously one of the movies you're going to review, right? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, then you can speak to this better. I, I, I don't know if you're saying if you say it's good. We'll talk about it in a minute. Then I'll, I'll check it out. I'm not anti it being good, but and you got I wasn't going to put it in there. You also have to throw in the the old school ones too, like It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas. Yeah, um, but I also like I'm trying to cover as much as the of the Puminati as possible, right? And that's the other reason that maybe we should release the bracket the week before we do the the contest. That way people, or we, we discuss it, that way people can maybe watch a couple of the movies they haven't seen. Yeah, I, and you should you should do a printable version. Like, you yeah. should make it a document that they can print out, and then they can... Yeah. And you know what? Along. Fuck it. If anybody guesses the 
bracket exactly, if we have a bracket winner, we'll send them a package of MSPH merch. Yes, we will. Yeah, I guess we will, won't we? We, we, that is a great idea. The odds of every, somebody getting everyone right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like if they match like the Warren Buffett thing, where yeah. I'll give someone a billion dollars if yes. they have a perfect bracket. Yes, that's see, I think not if they pick the winner. I think it's they... much, Shuddy Boy. It's much easier to pick a bracket when it's going to be based on opinion rather than up to chance of basketball teams. I don't know. Not with us retards. I don't think. All right. Well, I should point out, I've never somebody out there that likes it's a wonderful life better than elf. There is. I've never seen miracle on 34th street. Either version. No, I I don't. I, I watched the most recent one was a 94 and probably 95 or something. I've seen it's a wonderful life. I watched it once. It was good, but it doesn't even feel like a Christmas movie. It doesn't even have any real Christmas shit until, until like the end. Yeah. Honestly, if we're being it's objective, a Christmas movie though. I feel like I, Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than It's a Wonderful Life. I, it just doesn't sit well with me. I when was the I last time agree. you watched it though? Like they they pl- do that. I watched it once in my entire life, and it was probably 15, 20 years ago. Watch it again, because every everything mother. likes to beat home that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and that's the fucking end of the movie. Bell everything doesn't else ring very often, huh? <laughs> it's not very Christmassy, but. I I, pro- I honestly probably wasn't going to throw it in there because like like the easiest way to think about it is like do you like is is you are you Dom Shuddy or are you are you two and Dom going to have a good conversation about it's a wonderful life or even really consider it like if so, it's up against like if it's if like it's not even worth having yeah I don't know I'll if think we don't, about it if we don't put it in people are going to get pissed and then we also have to discuss. The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, does that count as a movie, being that it's like 25 minutes long? That's the thing, is that I'll, I'll do the bracket, and I'll just have my hardline stances on this shit, and we'll just go with it. Because, like, I can't I can't even think about people getting mad, because I just assume people are going to get... I just know it. People are going to get pissed, so it's like, fuck... That's true. My, 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 yeah. my opinion on it is like, oh, fuck you. I did my best. You come up with your own fucking bracket. I, I don't know. I uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, that's got to count. Because yeah. I, I just I just googled best Christmas movies of all time, and this editorial is listing. It does list Gremlins, but it also fucking lists Batman Returns. No, yeah, no. again, no way that doesn't qualify. Just like um, Die Hard, Die Hard doesn't. Yeah, but it'll right, be well, fun. We'll we'll talk more about it offline. I'll come to you guys with an actual like printable bracket. Man, these motherfuckers list draft. list. It's a wonderful life. Ernest saves Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I would throw that one in there. They count like, Edward me, Scissorhands. I don't want to tip my hand too much, but like for me, Bad Santa. It might be like my favorite Christmas. I love Bad Santa. I love that fucking movie. Bad Santa's a good one. Uh, wow, and there's some fucking deep cuts too in, on this list. I haven't seen those those Netflix, what's it called? Uh, the, the Kurt Russell ones where Kurt Russell is Santa. It's like the Christmas Chronicles or something. 
Mm, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. Oh, here's another one that I feel like people are going to be very passionate about from 1992, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Never much of a Muppet guy, so I never saw that one. Yeah, it's probably I don't I don't see my brothers throwing that up, throwing that out there. Oh, to be oh, one just hit me, Scrooged. I don't know how that slipped my mind initially, but love that Scrooge fucking success. movie, love it. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think it's going to be like that big of a gap between the top four movies and the other twelve. Okay, but. I don't know. If anything, we'll we'll get through it fast, and we'll probably have voicemails or dumb other shit to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we we're jumping holidays here, but like, how are how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Stressful at first. Got to hear this. You teasing the Easter egg? What happened? I um. So, like last year, I fried. Gotta get my bowl. Fried the turkey in the air, the turkey air in the propane air fryer thing that I bought last year. You didn't do the Um, deep frying thing that firefighters always put out videos of? No, no. I have no desire to light myself or my house on fire. The stakes are too great. Would be very funny. Um, so I put it in, it said two and a half hours. I left it in for three until the meat thermometer said that it was done. Well, took it out, heated every, prepared everything else while it rested, cut it open, and it was not fully cooked. Oh, I thought it was going to be like in um, Christmas Vacation when they cut it open and it's just like spider webs and steam coming out. <laughs> it just poops. It's like when a little mama's farts. Well. <laughs> That's why I started freaking out. I fucking had a meltdown. God, you fucking turkey. I I calmly placed the carving knife down and I started kicking. I kicked the turkey a whole bunch of times. Ripped my glasses off my face, threw them across the room. (laughs) Oh my God. Stormed out of the house and stayed outside long enough to calm down. Walked in. Quietly told my father, you guys should just go home. I'm canceling Thanksgiving. I bet you, like, if there was a stranger there and Draven's, like, on the couch and, like, is is your dad all right? Like, he's fine. It's the holidays. Yeah, he just got to get his, his Clark Griswold energy out. <laughs> Shuddy Boy's oh outside dad. kicking a tree, like, God damn it, I quit the show. And they're like, Shuddy Boy, I mean, you realize this isn't a podcast, right? This is this is real life you're in right now? He's, he's going to murder a squirrel, but he'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, my dad was nice and calm and he did, he did say to me, he was like, no, no, we'll figure this out. And he's like, just put it in the oven. I'm like, well, can't do that. And he's like, why not? I'm like, I don't have a roasting pan. I kicked it. I kicked the oven. Now it's broken. <laughs> the little lights aren't twinkling, Clark. Uh, <laughs> he's like, all right. He's like, put it back in the air fryer. I'm like, I've already cut it. It, we're going to be eating Christmas vacation turkey if I do that. And that's all I kept saying was that it's going to be like the turkey in Christmas vacation. Because you already cut it, discovered that it was undercooked, started and kicking a, things. God damn it, it where's a, Miles? 
No, stop it. I wasn't <laughs> kicking anything, especially not the dogs. Don't want to get Peter involved, Kevin. They're ruthless. Uh, uh, but did end up putting it back in, calming down, putting it back in the fryer, finished cooking it, and everything turned out fine. It was not gross. Um, and everyone got Thanksgiving. And everyone nice. got Thanksgiving. So uh, in the scheme of Shuddy Boy meltdowns, it was very minimal. But is, is scale of zero to ten. According to my mother, it was a three. It was very mild, and I got myself under control very quickly. Okay, what what would you consider when you got pissed off in South Carolina and we're gonna catch a bus back to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at two o'clock in the morning? Honestly, my favorite shutty boy story ever. That was probably an eight or a nine because I was drunk and irrational. There was no forethought in any of that. I, I I feel like it should be a lower score because you were drunk. I feel like sober, where you kind of freak out, is where you get the higher score should be. I don't know. Yeah, because you are a very emotional drunk. So if you um, hit, if you it's have, almost not fair giving <laughs> you booze. I'm a very emotional person to begin with. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed over the last. 11 years and Kevin in the last oh my god 22 years we've known each other yeah yikes or 21 21 because you're my age so you weren't in Kutztown Dom's first year but yeah fucking I run very hot sometimes yeah not as hot as your turkey but very hot it was fucking it was a slamming turkey it all came out all right, though. Yeah, yeah. That, Fuck, man. Did you, have I, to release, did you have I, to release a video to your family apologizing about trying to cancel Thanksgiving? No, they, they were all here, and I apologized to all of them in person. Did you do the, oh, shit. Do the clink, One second. clink I got on, the, the on the wine glass? No, I didn't. <laughs> was I, just like, I was just like, I'm sorry about that meltdown. And my mom's like, really? That's probably the... The chillest, she didn't say chillest, but she was like, you know. Could have went worse. Yeah, that was that was very mild for you. <laughs> we saw the look on your face and we really, we all thought Thanksgiving was done, but it came back around. Yeah, we watched you spike your prescription glasses across the room. Yeah. Man, I would have been, I would have loved to have seen that. Especially if you just got so bent out of shape that you were so irrational that you like drop kicked them. I, what do the dogs do when you get mad? Because whenever I get mad at like the TV during like sports betting, little mom is out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It depends. MJ usually won't wake up, but Miles and Parker will go to the other room. Sometimes, like if I'm sitting on the couch and like I yell, I, I don't yell at the TV much when I gamble. But you know, if I'm going through a real uh, bad streak, sometimes I will. Right. <laughs> a couple times, little mama like will crawl in my lap and like try to like lick my face to like cheer me up. But most times she's just out. She just runs away. Like, fuck this. <laughs> what the hell fart in your you... mouth and run. You are not using that knife safely at all. Oh, I never do. I just got a, um, an exciting delivery. An unboxing? Or are yeah. we doing an unboxing? Knock here? at the door. This is something I've been waiting on. Oh boy. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of popcorn crumblies. This is going to make a fucking mess, but I'll, I'll clean it up after we do the Patreon show. Get the fuck out. 
What is it? This is going to be sweet. I'm pumped that it got delivered during the podcast because now this just seems like a... No, it's just going to seem like a humble brag, but... Is it a humble it's brag a lamp. or just a brag? It's a, it's it, a lamp. It's just a brag. Fucking made like a gigantic fucking, mess all over. He's showing us his dick now. It's Wait. a lamp. Oh, he's sat in gum. I always fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's going to be like the fucking lamp in Christmas uh, story. I'm too stupid to get this open. Yeah, ah. I won an award. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see this. I feel like Shuddy Boy's going to be the most pumped. We're, I know. We're going to go right into movie reviews after this. Ah, well, they really packaged this motherfucker. And, Who's they? Is uh, he I'm, family? I'm kind of glad that it was packaged this this safely, because this is fucking cool. Wait till you see this. Shit! Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. Whoa. Trying to get the... Uh... You got an award? Yep. Best original screenplay for Zombie Beach Party. Yep. Congrats. Look at this fucking thing. It's a golden zombie hand. What? Yeah. That's sick. Fuck yeah. I would like to you thank my agent, Shuddy Boy. Dope. I'd like to sh- thank my manager, Jeff Clark. Fucking cool. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, congrats, buddy. Thank you. I'm just going to leave this here for the rest of the episode. You should bring it it on your Friday brunch. (laughs) Yeah. Just just put it on the table. Hey, hey, look what I got. I know you guys are all wildly successful, but any of you guys got one of these? Yeah, they give you one of these for seven or no? Probably not. <laughs> well, shit. That, that was just pretty big clue you dropped there. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Jeff. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm Jeff. Um, Shouted it out. Well, uh, my Thanksgiving was pretty uneventful because I took a red eye. If I had known that I was going to be unemployed, I would have spent more time with my family, but, you know, it's I, I, I use points to book this flight, and I'm pretty sure they don't let you do any fucking alterations or changes. So I took a red eye that landed in Florida at 6.30 in the morning, and it left L.A. at 11 at night. And the the the, the flight was about four hours, give or take, and I couldn't sleep. For the first hour, I, I ate like an edible before leaving for the airport. An hour into the flight, I passed out for two hours. I wake up, a little over an hour left in the flight. Kept trying to fall back asleep and I couldn't. And then I went back to my, got back to my mom's house. I fell asleep on the couch for like an hour. So I got in total about three hours of sleep and then had to go to Thanksgiving. And my Uncle Jimmy made a fucking... Bang and spread. Epic, 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 epic. And I stuffed my face and fell asleep at the dinner table. Like, I, I, was, I had my face resting on my, my hand like this, and I passed out. Do you guys hang out a lot at the dinner table? Like, is it a long dinner? Can you make that excuse? 
Now everybody knew my excuse. I, I took a red eye and didn't sleep. So they, they showed mercy, although they did laugh at me and take pictures and videos and stuff. But No one threw turkey at you. No, no, no. Nobody threw anything at me. No one drew a dick on my head. No one put my hand in one warm water, made me pee. No one pulled well, a shutty boy. No one pulled a shutty boy and pissed on me. Pee on a guy one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a hard reputation to shed. Those are kind of the rules. Yeah. <laughs> how many how many guys do you pee on? I don't know. Before you get that re- recommend uh, reputation, I feel like one is good enough. How was your Thanksgiving, Jeff? It was pretty good. Bitch ass Paul came down. Um, Bill and Cheech, for the most part, banged out the spread. We got half our Thanksgiving from the local gourmet grocery store. And then Cheech made mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. And it all came out really good. It was pretty good last year. Um, But Cheech did a a better job this year because, you know, he had the practice of last year. Did he make peanut butter lasagna? He didn't. No, we did. um, He's going to make that for... Christmas we did we got the uh the pies from the local grocery store and they were fucking terrible it, it was a real bummer actually the turkey was delicious pie was horrible what like, kind of pie we got an apple and a pumpkin dude you don't like pumpkin, pumpkin pie, pie right no no it's I don't like pumpkin pie I'll, I'll have it because I'm you know fat and it's dessert but like I'm not that into it but the fucking the pie molded yesterday like it oh it was bad by sunday like how crazy is that i've never i've never seen pumpkin pie even mold oh i saw that this year so you know there there was there was a lot of desserts after this massive thanksgiving meal that we had and then the following no two days later on saturday we threw a birthday party for my mom uh she she wanted a Freddie Mercury themed birthday party. That looked awesome on Instagram. It so did. everybody dressed up as Freddie Mercury. We had a big party, played a lot of Queen music, and everybody got wasted and ate a bunch of good food. And you know, my aunt who my aunt and uncle whose house we had Thanksgiving at, they brought you know leftover desserts and stuff. And the fucking pumpkin pie was already already had mold spots on it. It kind of looked like a, a big orange petri dish. So that was a bummer. Oh, I I saw blue mold though. It was gross. It could have been blue. I have a hard time with yeah. colors. And the the apple pie was terrible. My my mom, honestly, like I give her credit on a few things of uh, cooking. She's pretty good, but like her apple pie is fucking awesome. So I'm a little spoiled by that. But I think everyone would have thought their apple pie sucked. I was almost gonna get a crumb. Apple pie from Trader Joe's. I've been really into Trader Joe's, as you guys probably, well, y'all hear in the Easter egg. Uh, but we kind of made the, the family decision of getting the pies from the grocery store. So I was like, all right, cool. But never again. I'm thinking next year, actually. Gold Belly, Gold Belly has a turducken and they have a pie cake in. And it's a fucking pie in a cake. Oh! And it's not like they do it, right? They they source it or they find it from like a place that does it really well. Oh, and there's a chance. Honestly, like I got a bone. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm going to try to get back on the gold belly stuff. I like the desserts a lot better from gold belly than I do the, the food. 
I've only used like, Gold Belly a couple of times, but it's been for desserts, and I've never been disappointed. And sometimes I haven't done it in a while, but I would like to get stoned and scroll through the offerings from Gold Belly and just salivate. And it it almost seems like they have a board of directors, like a board of Jeff Clark's, who is yeah, I think they kind of do actually very very strict about who they allow on their platform because it is just snack banger after snack banger scrolling yeah. through gold belly it's tough sometimes like they sent me a couple packages of loom malnati's deep dish pizza it was pretty good but not nearly as good as it actually is the loom malnati's but they sent me once and i've snack attacked it i think but the cake boss rainbow cake and it was it was fucking unbelievable how good it was they sent me last year for thanksgiving or maybe two thanksgivings ago they sent me you know, Juniors in Brooklyn, the, the cheesecake place. I don't heard of Juniors. You never, no. you never heard of Juniors? No. Pretty famous New York cheesecake spot. They sent me a pumpkin pie cheesecake. That was. I'm not. I'm not a pumpkin pie guy, but it was fucking amazing. It really was. Um, so I'm thinking about next year doing a pie cake, in which I think is like eighty to a hundred dollars. But dude, I'll I'll go in on it with bomb. you, and I'll I'll to help you eat it. We can do a nice. joint. We can do a joint snack attack. We'll go fifty fifty. Well, dude. That just reminded me. I can't believe I fucking spaced on this. I had turducken for the first time in my life. My uncle made a turkey and a turducken. Whoa. And it was was great. So we did a thing this year. My my brother-in-law brought his parents down to Florida. I always do do Thanksgiving in San Diego, but changed things up this year to do my mom's um, birthday party. But, uh, they came. This was locked in, right? You yeah. Said? Yeah. Um, Did she knew you were going to be there, or was it like a surprise? No, she knew I was coming. She probably had to pick you up at the airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But like, I they they have this tradition when they do Thanksgiving with the whole family, everybody gets weighed in at the start of the night, and then they weigh everybody at the end to see who gained the most what most weight, and the winner gets a uh, a turkey hat and you get a picture in the turkey hat and that's like your bragging rights for the year i gotta come i wonder how many years in a row i could win this well i i i was so fucking tired that i didn't really put as much effort into it like uh to go back to a previous life they on the ellis show we one time did a hot dog eating contest what's that and this fucking guy diego who's just a madman was like, oh, well, I've been doing water training to expand my stomach. And I'm like, you don't have to go that hard. It's a hot dog eating contest. Nobody here is expanding their stomach. Like, I ate two hot dogs and already wanted to barf because it smelled like hot dog burps. He ate like fucking 12 or something. And my uncle kind of did the same thing. He chugged a half gallon of iced tea and then just drank a bunch of water and ate an insane amount of food and didn't piss or shit all night and ended up winning by gaining six and a half pounds. I, I gained two. I mean, that's good. And You're... I like the spread, I'm telling you, was so fucking awesome. There were so many sides and so many options, and they all looked so good that I designated a spot on my plate for a little bit of everything. And when I sat down, that plate was fucking heavy. It was a hefty plate. And I came in like last place. My fucking grandma gained more weight than I did on Thanksgiving. 
you you want to say it, Jeff? No, uh, I don't know. You don't want to call Kevin a pussy? No, I'll let you do it. Well, I just did. I guess I just did. You perfect pussy. My brain shut down once the piss hit my lips. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that that. Nobody knows what that means, though, Shuddy Boy. That's. (laughs) (laughs) We all. I I think we all just had flashbacks of a time that I would like to forget. Yeah. Well, we can move on. We can move on. Unfortunately, it lives on behind our paywall. So subscribe, Patreon. Hey, before we um, before we talk movies and stuff, I do have two items of movie-related news that I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Somehow, okay. at like, the same moment in time, the house from The Goonies and the house from A Christmas Story are both up for sale. I, I price-checked The Goonies' house. 1.6 mil. Yeah, little out of my... What I if, would love to own that house. What Once if again, all, subscribe to Patreon. All three of us sell <laughs> all of our possessions. We sell as much jizz and blood as possible. We beg hardcore for more Patreon subscribers. And we all go in on the fucking Goonies house and we move to, where is it, Oregon? Yeah, it's in Oregon. I mean, this is, this is my weed. point. That I bring up at least once a year. Money is wasted on the rich. Could you imagine being fucking Jay-Z or Diddy or Elon Musk and having just a bottomless well of a bank account and not instantly buying these houses the second they go on the market? Like, I would I would just think about it. Like, every time a notorious movie house goes up for sale, you fucking snag it. It's like buying a donut. 1.6 million for these guys is, you know, small like, potatoes. It's like buying a new hat. You could be like, "Hey, where do you want to spend uh, Thanksgiving this year? At the Christmas Story House or the Goonie House or the house from Nightmare on Elm Street?" Like, what are these fucking chodes doing? From what I can see, none of these rich assholes have their own water park in their backyard. Why not? I mean, I, I kind of feel you. Your like, mansion doesn't have a trampoline room? Why? Who took your soul? You know, I, I, I just do, I do end up falling on the side of like, I don't I don't really want the Goonies house. I don't want anything to do with Oregon, to be honest. All right, Shuddy, do you want to say it or should I? You fucking pussy. You're such a pussy, Jeff. <laughs> All right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> I'll be a pussy, but I'm staying out of Oregon. I'll tell you that. Uh, the other, what's the other one? It's Christmas Story, right? Yeah, it was set, wasn't it? it was it? I thought that was in Iowa or something. It's no, you're in. It, it was Indiana. Okay, but I think the house is in Illinois. Or do I have those backwards? Or is it all Indiana? I can't remember. I just I knew, knew this. I just knew the Goonies, the Goonies house. Oh, you wouldn't fuck with the Christmas Story house. It's got a bad furnace, you know? I mean, if I... I thought the Christmas Story house was a museum. I don't know. I just saw the headline. I didn't dig too deep into it. I just saw... I saw the Goonie thing on the news, and I sent a screenshot to Carl, and I was like, let's fucking move to... Let's sell our bodies. 
sell a few organs we don't need. You know, which is the one that you have uh, redundancies? You get two kidneys or two livers? No, two kidneys. All right, let's each sell a kidney. She can but sell her ovaries, can her eggs. Also uh, live with half of your liver. I'll go to Boys Town. I'll sell my ass. And then, boom, let's move, let's move to the fucking liver. Goonies house. I would, I would never leave. As a little kid, the Goonies was probably my favorite movies. That and Little Monsters. And if I could live in either of those houses. What about, like, um, does the Home Alone house do anything for you, Jeff? Yes. Well, so the problem with the Home Alone house is the interior of it looks nothing like the movie. Yeah, that was like a set, right? Yeah, they built it in a school gymnasium. Oh. So. A little shut up. Mr. McAllister is fucking loaded. And you would think that the inside of that house is nice. Yeah. I'm sure the inside of that Home Alone house is fucking beautiful. Yeah. But if you're looking for it to have the same layout as the. I'm not. The movie house, it might be different. That yeah, would be disappointing. Kevin, straightforward, but I. I mean, it's on the outskirts of Chicago. Love Chicago. It's, I would, I would, I would prefer that that bit of real estate. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. I know that's kind a of a boring that... answer, but that's that's how I feel. Oh, I, how man, about, I'm all I emotional mean, today. Holy shit! Complete tangent here. Not Christmas related at all. Not complete tangent. Still in the house thing. Have either one of you guys seen the Notebook? No, no, and Carl is constantly twisting my arm. I'm, I'm, I'm making my way through rom coms because that's like a big blind spot in my filmography. So I watched, I don't know why, but I watched. He's just not that into you. Not a fan. Rachel McAdams, huge skank in the Notebook, but the fucking house is pretty sick. The house that the guy built it has like this wraparound porch. I'm a porch guy, dude. I if I if I own a piece of property, I would have to have a nice porch. I like to chill in my porch. Get a rocking chair. Really, until I die. Absolutely. Get a, love a good rocking chair. Get a forty of Kool Aid. You know, you know me all too well, friend. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's bang out some movies. Um, I'm guessing we all watched something. Yes, I did actually watch a movie. I have and a show. Three things that I think I can review. Uh, all right, why don't you kick us off, Shuddy? Um, I watched. I saw Bullet Train this weekend. Okay. With Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't think I saw that on your your Letterbox D. It because it hasn't gone up there yet. Man, jeez, I, I fucking throw my shit up as the credits are rolling. My God, you and Mark. On my ass about not putting my movie watched movies on Letterbox Day. Uh, it was enjoyable. There were some cheesy parts. Uh, it looked very good. A lot going on in that movie. There was a lot going on in that movie. Um, but it was enjoyable. I definitely liked it. Uh, I was super stoned. Three and a half dicks. That's fair. I think that's what I gave it. What I watched over this weekend that I enjoyed more than Bullet Train was the show on HBO Max, The Rehearsal. Oh, see, uh, I watched a few episodes of that and didn't keep going with it, even though I liked it. But what a 
fucking abstract, unique, and oddly entertaining show. It's, I, I would even go as far as to say it's brilliant. I can't disagree with that. I've, it is uh, one of the most asinine, most difficult to describe, ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And oh, do you, are, have you watched any of Nathan for you? His not I've full heard that's awesome. But I also heard it from people who I don't think are like homies, but they're very funny. So I've watched the, <laughs> I've watched it in its entirety at least. I've watched it all the seasons, and it, I've watched it completely twice. I've seen enough to know that anytime Nathan Fielder wants to do something, he should get an automatic green light. So this is like Nathan for you on steroids. And the premise of it is that he is helping people do handle life situations by doing rehearsals and planning how they should react for anything that could happen. It's, so, it's reality, right? Yeah. It's borderline it's psychotic. I, I, so, it was so fucking weird that I was convinced that it was scripted for like three quarters of the first episode. And then I was just like, wow, I guess it isn't. So the the first episode is him. This guy is part of a trivia team. And since he joined it, he's told them that he's had a master's degree and he really doesn't. And he was afraid one of them was going to react badly when he came clean. So they, so Nathan Fielder built an exact replica of the bar they were going to meet at interior everything filled it with actors and created like a flow chart like he's standing next to it with a laptop all right she said this so now what are you gonna say and then putting it into a flow chart for the guy to study and memorize lines and then it you know culminates with the situation happening uh and it's fucking just, bonkers it's it it gets even more bonkers as the show goes on and it is it is so fucking funny. And Draymond and I burned through it in a, in a night because it's six episodes long. First one's 45 minutes. And then everything else is a half hour. Yeah. I got to get back on that and finish it. I think I made and it halfway you, you, through. It's, it's been a, uh, been renewed for a second season, which I'm happy about. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Because it is, I just watching it in awe of how it progresses and how he, so deadpan gets through these situations. It's well, they find the perfect people to feature as well. Fuck, I just spit all over the place. Like the, these people, you have a hard time believing that there's actual human beings like that in real life. But they pick the perfect people, and he never, he just every batshit crazy thing that comes out of their mouth, he just goes with it. He, like he never says, "Well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard come out of a human's mouth." He just humors everything. He repeats it back to them like a question sometimes. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, great. It, I got to get back on it. Yeah, I mean, and Nathan for you is also really fucking good where he takes failing, tries to help failing small businesses with wacky, kooky ideas. Like there's one where he's trying to help a car wash and the idea is that he has bird handlers put birds in a tree that's at the stoplight right by the car wash. So they just shit on cars 
and then people pull into the car wash or selling booze to underage kids but giving them a voucher that they couldn't redeem to pick it up until they were old enough to buy alcohol <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it, he's really fucking funny so yeah. i definitely i recommend both but if you're deciding between the rehearsal and bullet train watch the rehearsal yeah i co-sign that um did either of you well i'm guessing jeff didn't because we sort of brought it up but did you watch a christmas story christmas shuddy no not yet I watched it. Um, I watched it with the family in Florida. I'm glad you watched it because part of my hesitation was, is it going to be enjoyable? And you're going to answer that question right now. So where do both of you guys stand on the original Christmas? I love the original. I think it's a five decker. I mean, I love it. Yeah. Well, well, I, I don't, I don't think I can say anything bad about it. Honestly, what, what box doesn't it check? All right, just making sure we're we're all on the same page. Yeah. Great fucking movie. It's a classic, and it, it's for all the right reasons. Christmas Story Christmas is the same actor that plays Ralphie. And I think, so the, the first one takes place in the 40s. So this is 30-something years later. So the, the sequel takes place in the 70s. And it's right before Christmas, and... You know the what's what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays the old man. He was also Billy Madison's dad, Darren McGavin. Yes, Darren McGavin died in two thousand and six. So I was like, how are they going to address this? And you know, first five minutes spoiler alert: he he dies before you ever see him on camera. He gets like the phone call, like Dad's dead, and it's now on him to be the Christmas ambassador. Like you have to, you know, all the, all the activities we do this Christmas season fall on you to plan. So it's basically just him going back to his mom's house and with, with his wife and his two kids. And it's, it's interesting how they brought back pretty much almost everybody who's still alive. Like all the little kids, the kid that got his tongue stuck to the pole same actor playing him, the bullies. Same actor. Uh, they 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 did recast the mom. The mom is still alive, but I guess she's just so ancient. She pro- I don't even think she's acting anymore. So they recast her. But it was and it's it's not obviously it's not as good as the original. But he fucking still looks so much like he did when he was a little kid, and he's got the same mannerisms. I don't know, like, I was laughing at it. The, the the emotional parts really were effective. And I know it's, I'm, I still got that, you know, fresh dead dad vibes going on. So that stuff hits me harder than it used to. But it, I don't know, it had a lot of the same feelings and emotions as, as the original. You know, the, he's not the greatest actor in the world, the fucking guy that plays Ralphie, but like, it gets the job done. There's a lot of low stakes, silly bullshit that kind of happens just like in the first one. I don't know. I I dug it. It's it's no five dicker. It's not the original. But if you have any sort of affinity for the first one, I can't see you hating it. 
I can't. I don't know if it's going to be in everybody's yearly rotation, but I would be surprised if you watched it and felt like it was a waste of time. Well, that's good was, to hear. It was an honorable attempt. Yes, and they actually did make a Christmas story too. That sort of just flew under the radar. I think it came they out. They addressed it in the movie. No, I think they wiped that from canon. But like, it's they recast everybody. So the dad is now played by Daniel Stern, which is kind of the only reason I want to watch it. Because even in shitty movies, Daniel Stern is awesome. It's from 2012. Yeah. And it's got abysmal reviews. It's supposed to be fucking terrible. <laughs> but this wasn't bad. Like, at 3.5 Dicker, I feel like if you're like, hey, they made, they made 40 years later, they made a sequel to A Christmas Story. You're like, well, that's going to be a steaming turd. But it was fucking, it was good. I, I could see right, myself. I'm to check it out. I could see myself next year doing a one-two combo, watching the original one and then watching this one. Why didn't you do that this year? It was kind of late at night, and everybody didn't have a ton of gas in the tank, so we just. Oh, watched that's one right. Movie. You were you watched it with your family. You this yeah. wasn't a you viewing. My mistake. But I'm also lying because we did have a little bit more gas in the tank, and we used that to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus. And how was that? It was good. You know, it's it's not... I, I had no idea what to Is expect. Chris Pratt it. in it? Yeah. Nice. Um, it's... It, it does the Christmas stuff right. You know, it goes, it goes for the... It goes for the family vibes. It goes, it goes for the heartstrings. It's effective in that. Um, the humor is pretty silly. Obviously, it's... It's not moving the MCU needle further. I mean, I don't even know if you saw the trailers for it, Jeff, but it's like a 40-minute long Disney Plus special where Chris Pratt is all bummed out and having a hard time, and they're like, oh, well, I just checked the Earth calendar, and it's right about Christmas time right now, and Peter always loved Christmas. So Drax and Mantis go to Earth, and they go to Hollywood and kidnap Kevin Bacon to bring him back into outer space as a surprise present. And there's, there's a little bit of... There's an animated thingy in the beginning and the end that tie together, and it's done in that you know 1960s animation style of like those old Christmas specials. And there's a couple songs that were for new Christmas songs. Enjoyable. Wait, did James Gunn do this? Yeah. Yeah, wrote oh, and directed right. it. They brought everyone. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I've never heard of this, so. But I can't, I think I still have Disney Plus, so I could check it out. It's, it's, I give it the same score as Christmas Story Christmas. So three and a half dicker. Nothing earth shattering, but I'll, I'll work it into my yearly rotation. How long was the Christmas special again? The, the, Gardens, of the, Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like 40 minutes if you don't count the credits. So do you count it as a movie? This is like the the Grinch the Grinch conversation all over again. I know. That's one of those fucking hard decisions we're going to have to make. Yeah. Is it, is it Boris Karlov? Is that who does the Grinch? Yeah. Okay. 
That's right. Oh, good poll. Uh, yeah. That and Darren McGavin. I really know my Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shut you, you didn't do the else? homework. But I didn't. I forgot all about it. Kevin, can we talk a little bit about Pepsi? Where's my jet? The documentary on uh, Netflix. Let me throw out one last quick review because I had a lot of plane movies. So I downloaded the new Slumberland. I don't know if you've seen the trailers for that on Netflix. Jason Momoa. Oh, yes. I saw the trailer for it. So I only wanted to watch it because there's this ancient comic strip called like Little Nemo about a kid that when he when he dreams and falls asleep, he goes away to this like uh, alternate dream world universe and just goes and has wacky, silly adventures when he's asleep. And they, I only knew about it because they made a video game about it on the NES yep. that I, I fucking like... loved. <clears throat> that game was awesome. So when I saw this, I was like, what is this supposed to be? And I looked it up, and it's, it's Little Nemo. And I kind of liked it. It didn't get very really? good reviews, but I thought it kicked ass. Like, they ca- like, Jason Momoa plays Flip the Creature, who's basically the, you know, this wacky, silly guide, and he definitely channels Beetlejuice and Howie Mandel from Little Monsters for his character. But one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up is one of the things they do, because they have to hop from people's dreams back and forth to go on this treasure hunt, and one of the dreams they go to, it's the number one dream in Canada, people riding on enormous plane-sized Canada geese. And it was awesome. All I could think about was, oh, fucking Shuddy would piss himself. Like, as big as a jet, Shuddy. Sounds awful. Sounds absolutely awful. I feel like Dom should make you watch this. But I, don't know, I, I thought the 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 girl that they cast I mean, as Nemo in, did a great job. She's got like a a little Shersha Ronan thing going. And I just to move this along so we can get to the homework. Four dicks. I thought it was fucking great. And I mean, if there were geese the size of jets, that would be awful. Like watching them in a film is not going to upset me. Hmm. Well, only one way to find out. Just to clarify. You should go on Twitch and live stream yourself watching it. Dude, I saw some graph of, I don't know who made it and how legitimate it is, but there was like a graph of the percentage of the human population that could beat up an animal. And they had a bunch of animals listed. And one of them was a goose. And they think only like 60% of the human population could take a goose. I think there's like it's like three percent can take a grizzly bear, which I don't I don't think it's that high. No, but no way. It was just it was funny. Actually, it was <laughs> it was in relation to the fucking U.S. England World Cup game, where <laughs> it was like sixty percent of Americans can beat up a goose, but only like forty five percent of the English, <laughs> and then it just had every animal, and we were slightly ahead of the English. <laughs> against animals every fucking time and it was hilarious it was like one of those goofy i don't know one of those goofy england versus u.s graphs where we it was like 
it had just like the random like tail of the tape facts of like America versus England, you know, like our record in world wars and like <laughs> how many waffle houses we have compared to England, like stuff like that. <laughs> All uh, right. So I, lo- I love those. Since we teased it last week as kind of like a homework thing, we can get all spoilery with the shit, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's something so. that's factual, right? It's yeah. Happened in real yeah. life. Yeah. So I thought it was a movie. I didn't realize it was a four part thingy <laughs> that were like 40 minutes long each. Me neither. And I, I was cool with it. And it really kind of break broke down to like a long movie, right? Well, no, maybe a little longer than, a, than like, a two-hour movie. What was like each episode? Maybe forty-five minutes. Around 40 there, minutes. yeah. So it was kind of long. But when I saw that it was a four-parter, I was like, "Oh, Kevin's probably pissed." Well, no, I went. I I texted Carl and I was like, "Hey, found a, a documentary that I like. You like documentaries? Why don't we bang this out before I have to go to the airport?" So I went to her place early last week, and when we pulled it up and I saw that it was in four parts, I was like, "Oh, fuck." But luckily, you know, they, like you said, they weren't very long, and uh, I don't know. I I I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool. Like I remember these commercials vividly of Pepsi introducing the Pepsi points. Like, hey, drink a bunch of Pepsi. It was so big in that time period, like the Marlboro Miles and the Camel Bucks. Like everything was just, hey, buy our product, rip this little thing off, and you can overpay for shitty T-shirts and a fucking leather jacket you'll never wear because a Pepsi leather jacket is fucking dorky. Dude, do you ever do you ever watch the documentary probably not, but the documentary about the McDonald's monopoly scam? No, but that's the, If I was going to watch a documentary the that would feel like rigged it. <laughs> yeah, that would make the list if I were to watch more documentaries. It was cool, dude. It was cool. I um, never finished that one. It was good though, right? Why did the, you the start of it was, yeah. I don't uh, know why we stopped, but that's something I'll revisit, I think, for sure. That shit was funny. So this, I agree with you though, Kevin. I thought this was pretty good. The 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 main guys who it covers, the guy who who wanted to get the jet and had the scheme or whatever the plan, the action plan to get all seven million Pepsi points. Um, at the time, he was like a 19, 20-year-old kid in community college that was like addicted to traveling the world and like climbing uh, mountains, which is a pretty cool thing to be addicted to. Especially honestly. that young. Yeah. Um, I was just I was just addicted to playing fucking Edward Forty's hands when I was 20. <laughs> yeah. I was really I was trying to get good at beer pong at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he his whole thing and his buddy who was, I think 20 years older than him. And he met while rock climbing or excuse me, a mountain mountain climbing. Um, he's the guy that like helped like fund and like provide some business acumen to this guy's plan of getting the 7 million Pepsi points. I thought these guys were like, they were likable and like normal, like most documentary uh the focus of most documentaries are they're usually lame and they got some sort of weirdness to them but there was like no weirdness to this guy i mean the, even the, him breaking it down he was all like you know 
this was probably my 15 minutes of fame. It was fun while it happened, but eh, whatever. I was a different guy at the time. That guy was definitely normal, but his the the 20 the guy that was 20 years older than him, that guy definitely had a few screws loose. He was he was entertaining, but he's he was a he was pretty weird. Yeah, I almost feel like and I don't even hold this against him. But I almost feel like he was weird for the camera. Like the producers were like trying to hype him up like, "Hey, he, like they had like a scene where he's doing pull-ups randomly like outside yeah. of his house and like I don't understand why they were doing that. <laughs> Yeah, he tried to ham it up a little bit, but like when he cut to the core of it, he was he was a normal guy. Like when they got to the whole uh Avenatti thing, right? The guy the, yeah. the guy who, who was Stormy Daniels lawyer who tried to I was not like, expecting think, to see that fucking guy pop up. That was weird. Really but weird. Because he had a whole plan where he's like, No, fuck this, let's go nuclear, let's take down Pepsi. And this guy's like, whoa, 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 wait a second, dude. Just wait my a jet. second, yeah. dude. Honestly, <laughs> I, I didn't know a lot about this. I remember hearing about this story, but I never knew the outcome. I never knew the finer details. I literally just thought it was a guy who was like, oh, it's funny. They didn't put a disclaimer. Let's see what happens when I gather these, these 7 million Pepsi points. And the way they broke it down was like, I didn't even know that what was it? If you buy a six pack, you get five points or something like that. Like they made it more difficult than I expected to collect the points. So I kind of just figured, all right, this guy probably just gathered everybody in his neighborhood and just made a group effort to try and just goof on Pepsi. But it actually, the guy was like, no, like I want this fucking jet. They never said it was a joke. And legally if i get this these points i have to get the jet and the this guy was like the his investor who i was like why would you even need an investor for a prank but he was like yeah draw me up a business plan let me know what like why you want this jet what you're gonna do how you how we're gonna get there and he's just like yeah i figure once we get the jet we could rent it out to air shows or rent it out to movies if they need a jet in a movie and i'm thinking to myself as like a 20 year old kid why would you be thinking about that if you, you're kind of like a dog chasing a car. Once you get the car, what the fuck are you going to do with it? Where are you going to keep a jet? Like, you don't come from a rich family. You're not rich. Where are you going to store this motherfucker? Yeah, or how are you going to put fuel in it? To me, like, as scummy as Avenatti is and all of that, like, his logic made sense the most. Like, I, I this Jim Leonard guy was really normal and like the way he broke it down I was like all right I this isn't the worst idea I don't hate it but at the end of the day to me like the plan should have always been like let's get Pepsi to settle let's just give them and cut us a two million dollar fucking check oh my god right yeah. like yeah. that's what we're trying to do here yeah because yeah what the fuck am I gonna do with a hair <laughs> like I mean again spoilers but like fly? they learned very early on that you don't necessarily have to go dumpster diving to find Pepsi cans they found language in the catalog that said, if you want to buy points, you can just send money and it's like 10 cents per point. So they crunched the numbers and they're like, wait a second. If we were going to buy the amount of Pepsi to get 7 million points, we're spending millions of dollars on Pepsi. If we just write them a check for 7 million Pepsi points, it's $700,000 for a $32 million jet. Like, let's fucking go to war. Yeah. And it, it blew my mind how much like 
of their free time they were willing to devote to this. I would have tapped out so quick. I'd be like, oh my God. All right, this is annoying. I'm going to play Nintendo. Fuck this. Yeah, it didn't feel like, and this is no knock on him, didn't feel like the guy had a lot of hobbies outside of like trying to make money to see the world. So it's like if he's not seeing the world or not mountain climbing, it's like, well, fuck, I got to figure out how to make money. Yeah. Like that seems like his only like initiative, which I thought was like cool. And again, straightforward. I have a friend kind of like that who's just, I got a home. He's down to work like fucking 70, 80 hours a week. That's just like his shit. It's and weird, weird long know. shot, goofy shit, like getting a, a Harrier jet from Pepsi. No, this is the guy, though, that I said, like, kind, kind of like he's the guy who collected every, uh, we talked about this guy, collected every Kobe Bryant card, every Kobe Bryant rookie card since the guy was in the league. And he ended up selling his Kobe Bryant rookie collection for like, hundred or two hundred thousand something like that dude my sister so was telling me that like this guy that she went to college with comes from a bit of a wealthy family and he had this wacky idea and got his family to fund it and they found the delivery schedules of scratcher tickets to gas stations so they show up when they get delivered and buy full stacks for a hundred thousand dollars and then they just go to all these different gas stations, scan them all, and it's a business. Like, the people that work for them get health insurance. Fuck. Yeah. But they they operate in the black, obviously, huh? Somehow. I, apparently, they you win more than you lose with if you oh, buy shit. an entire stack. Word. But... Yeah, it kind of kind of reminded me of this. But I one of the things I I did enjoy about this docu series was how much footage of true lies that they cut into it. Yeah, that was kind of cool, actually. Oh, I'm out. I fuck with true lies. The stuff that Pepsi did in the Philippines was fucking crazy, dude. Holy that's the shit. Funniest and most interesting part of the documentary. So so sad so too. Oh yeah, so Shuddy, they fucking. Pepsi, this is one one of the angles Avenatti, I don't know if I'm saying it right, wanted to take at Pepsi. He found like history of them doing like bogus promotions in other countries, specifically this one that blew up in their face in the Philippines, where they ran like a very similar promotion that they just weren't ever going to come through on. And either they thought it was a joke and try to represent it as a joke, but the people of the Philippines didn't take it as a joke, but they got so fucking mad. They like pretty much terrorists attacked the fucking Pepsi facility in the Philippines. And like, they fucking like, like they fucking bombed Pepsi facility and like, like rioted against Pepsi. And like, there are still people in the Philippines that happened. I think this happened in the nineties or late eighties. There are still people in the Philippines that are carrying lifelong grudges against Pepsi. Yeah. Like, people died. It's on site. We'll fucking murder Pepsi. If we see them, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, the, the contest was some weird thing. Like if you, if you look under the, they printed numbers under the caps and almost did it like a lotto drawing. So all the, the, these poor people in the Philippines were like, this could be our ticket out of the slums. And they were, they interviewed people that, during this time period where like I was drinking like three Pepsis a day just to get the caps and 
jumping into garbage cans to try and collect as many caps as I could. And then they did, at the end of it, they did this lotto drawing, and they're like, all right, here are the winning numbers. And I guess they fucked up in the printing process, and they overprinted. So all these people had the winning things. And when they showed up to collect, Pepsi was like, well, we kind of fucked up, so we can't pay everybody this jackpot. So, I mean, we can, but we're just not gonna. So fuck you all. Yeah, they were not happy. Holy shit. Fucking crazy. Like legit, like riots. And that's what... Attacking Pepsi facilities. Yeah, that's what... Because they... Pepsi was like, all right, yeah, um, we didn't put a disclaimer, but we, we can't give you a fucking jet. We just... It's too silly. Obviously, we didn't mean it, so no, we're not cashing your check. We're not giving you 7 million Pepsi points. You're not getting your jet. And Avenatti, like caught wind of it because he was the kid was doing radio shows and getting all this exposure and he was just like oh yeah let's let's get down in the fucking mud and drug up all this stuff because news of that never really wasn't big headlines in america but when you actually get down to the meat and potatoes of the story they did a fucked up thing to the people of the philippines so he's like let's bring this up they want they want to be dickheads and and talk shit on you in the press Let's dig up every embarrassing secret about Pepsi. Yeah, and Avenatti's, like, his logic, it holds up. He's just like, dude, if we're going to get nasty, we're going to hold the line, like, hire me. I'm going to fucking see this thing to the end, and we'll get a settlement. We will. And he's probably right. It probably would have happened like that. But the guy, I forget his name, Jim Jim Leonard's, like, older homie. He's like, dude, we're not. Fuck that. We're going to go about that. We're going to just... We're going to try to make our case in like as legitimate, like in a non scummy way as possible. Try to get the jet. If we don't, whatever. It was a good run. Like, you know, we're, and like Jim Leonard, the guy just seemed like an upstanding, like normal dude. He's like, you know, Avenatti had his point, but I, I got in this with my buddy and he's my friend and fuck this. We're, we don't need this guy. We're, and they just, the spoiler, they just kind of took the L, like, like, champs like like you know we did our best we yeah lost, and they end up losing the court case in a lame but super fortunate legitimate way you know it is like, crazy how people can just judge shop and get their case before a judge who just always rules in favor of corporation and against the average citizen yeah it's pretty wild yeah there's corporate judges and there's judges that will side on, on the consumer on the consumer side, but yeah, they kind of that was a pretty brief part of the story. But them going through that, where it's like they want to get a, a friendly judge, and then they want a trial by jury because obviously, jury of the peers, they're going to hear that and they're going to be like, "Am I going to go for this kid and his buddy or Big Pepsi?" Like, of course, they're going to win that fucking case, right? And but the judge or whoever ruled that no, we're going to do summary judgment. You're going to tell me the fucking arguments and I'll, and I'll decide. And of course it was a corporate judge, but I thought it was pretty good. Cheech made a good point. Didn't have to be four parts. They could have just made it an hour and a half movie. Yeah. They could have trimmed some fat. Yeah. It's definitely a fair knock, but I like everyone involved. Like no one felt like Avenatti was douchey, but that's kind of his that's his thing, obviously. Yeah, he's a douchebag, so of course he came across like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he's in federal prison for being a douchebag. Yeah. But everyone was pretty likable in the story. The Jim Leonard's mom was a little weird, but she they didn't 
give her enough screen time to like really ruin the documentary she yeah. said weird shit but whatever um i thought it was pretty good like it it could have been shorter but it wasn't like a laborious watch i'd give it i'd give it probably three and a half yeah i think i'm with temper you. expectations but it yeah. was good all right um, well i think that leaves us the menu oh that's right i have two other do- uh reviews One's the menu. I can be fast at both of mine, though. I'm not as good at reviewing stuff as you guys. The menu was pretty good. I felt like the 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 trailer effectively gave everything away. I I, I thought it was going to be more thrilling, more suspenseful, more like a more of a mystery. Even though you, you kind of get the feeling of where it's going the whole time, like it's not it's not subtle at all. And there is, there's an argument to me, to me made that doesn't need to be subtle. Um, everyone acted really well, but I just, I don't know. I, I felt let down. I thought it was going to be more thrilling and more and more suspenseful than it was. And it was kind of just like a straightforward, like these rich idiots, like they're not, they're, this is not going to go their way. Don't think it's ever going to go their way. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not going their way. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I don't know. She just becomes hotter the longer she's in, on camera. And that's how I felt about her in Queen's Game. At first, like, eh, whatever. But then, like, the longer you hang out with her, it's like, damn, this girl is hot. Yeah, she's kind of like fan. a she's like a sexy alien. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, her backstory, I thought, made her hotter in the, in the movie. Um, and... It did remind me. I don't want to be too spoilery. I don't. Is it is it spoilery to talk about the cheeseburger? I don't want to kind talk. Of, I'm not but... going to tell the ending. She she asked the chef to make her a cheeseburger, just like I want a fucking cheeseburger, like just something simple. And when I worked at that really gourmet, really nice gourmet like uh, deli or restaurant years ago before I moved here, moved to LA. The there was two chefs, the chef who set up the menu, and then effectively a sous chef. And I worked with just the sous chef at night. He was the nighttime guy. And I asked him, I was like, dude, can you like one of my first weeks there? I was like, hey, eventually can you make me a cheeseburger? <laughs> and this guy was just like kind of rude. I was like, no, no, get the fuck out of my kitchen. I'm never ma- I'm not, I'm never making you a cheeseburger. What about okay, but- can you make me some spaghettios? It was one of those things that me and Shuddy was joking about earlier where it's like sometimes it takes me a couple months to warm up to people. And like that was like the first week I was there and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm never making you a cheeseburger. Get out of my kitchen. But like eventually like he warmed up to me. He's like, you know what, dude? And like in a, like a couple months, he's like, you know what, dude? It was like a random thing. I didn't even ask him. He's like, you know what, buddy? I'm making you a fucking cheeseburger tonight, and it's going to be the best cheeseburger you've ever had. It, <laughs> it wasn't, but it was bomb. It, it was bomb. <laughs> it, it was really good. He tried like a little too hard to make it a little like gourmet, but it was bomb. This it is, just reminded you know, me of that situation. This cheeseburger's good, but I don't know. It's still not better than Jack in the Box that's been sitting in my car for 20 minutes. <laughs> we don't have Jack in the Box in upstate New York, but point taken. Um, I don't know. That just that a random story that that reminded me. But I'll, I'll give the menu. Initially, I gave it a two and a half, but I'll give it a three because it was it was it didn't take too long. It wasn't annoying in that sense. 
and it was well acted. I just I, when I when I left the theater, I was like, ah, I thought that was going to be better. I was a little disappointed, so I'll give it a three. Yeah, fair enough. And the other one that I watched was Filthy Rich, the Gislaine Maxwell documentary. On, <laughs> Good uh, old Gislaine. Just Gislaine. Uh, Where do you live? I live on Gislaine. <laughs> What's up? He said, "Where do you live?" Oh, on Gislaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jeff calls his ass. <laughs> more like jizz lane um she i don't know I, there's a lot to be said that we've already talked about but about the whole epstein jizz lane thing but she was super hot when she was younger and that to me is like my biggest takeaway like yeah she's scummy i already heard the story a million times huge bitch but she was hot in her heyday Oh, I, I, just, didn't, I didn't I don't know the shot was hot. That. <laughs> and her her father, they didn't talk about him that much. Talked about it a little bit, but there is an interesting documentary there with that fucking guy. That guy, that guy has has a lot had a lot going on. Uh, I guess a media a media baron, which are really historically one of the, the like the most ruthless kind of rich people, like Garrison Randolph Hearst, like. That guy pretty much was the the focus of Citizen Kane. Like those people are fucking they're like the Illuminati. And like her father was pretty much in the fucking Illuminati. I, I like how you um you went with uh William Randolph Hearst instead of going with your current boss. What's Rupert Murdoch is chill, right? Is that who you're talking <laughs> about? <laughs> nah. They're Nothing, nothing is wrong with those guys. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. I actually didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Uh, maybe I should backpedal out of this. this, this one. Hey, you guys want to do voicemails? Yay. <laughs> yes. I guess Rupert Murdoch does have some interesting stories that a documentary would cover, doesn't he? <laughs> hey, Jeff, I'll, I'll throw you a lifeline. Voicemails. Yay. Yeah, let's do voice. Uh, Filthy Rich because Lane Maxwell give it a three. That uh, yeah, three. Three Gislanes. Okay. Shuddy boy, I know you sent me a voicemail. I did. Why did you send me one? Because it got sent to me. And why did it get sent to you? Um because it's from T Dog McDrugs in Norway. Oh, so he can't get the the Google voice number. So he emailed yeah, Scandinavian. Yeah. He emailed a, uh, an MP4. Okay. Of it. That's why I emailed it to you. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'll start with T dog McDrugs. Hey guys, Thomas from Norway here. I finally got the balls to record something and send it after listening since like 2013 ish. It's nice to finally say hello. I started out with podcasts back in 2010 or 11 when I found, he kind of sounds exactly like how I thought he would. The Glory yeah, Hole sounds... randomly on iTunes. Uh, they were the only podcast that I listened to. Oh, so he's talking about the Glory Hole. Let me rewind that real quick. Back in 2010 or 11, when I found the Glory Hole randomly on iTunes, uh, they were the only podcast that I listened to until I got caught up and decided to give MSPH a shot. And I think it was 2013. Nice. And I've been super hooked ever since. Fuck yeah. Your podcast is awesome, and it's become like a part of my identity and for sure a big part of my life hope y'all are doing well and i upped my patreon a little after i heard about you getting booted kevin 
I'm very sorry about that, but I'm happy no one calls you Comtard anymore. You deserve better because you are one of the three kings in my personal podcast universe. The other two being Jeff and Shuddy, of course. I love listening to you guys bicker, argue, talk shit, and also say nice things to each other. Jeff is, by the way, one of my favorite shit talkers. I also love, uh, love when you talk about movies. I'm a big uh, movie nerd myself with a, over 2,000 watched on Letterboxd. So please talk more about movies. I just love listening to it and get your recommendations. Wow. And yes, I am under the influence, influence so I had to write this down. Uh, and so I'm kind of like reading from a script right now. <laughs> love you guys and keep up the great work uh, that you are doing. No shit. That's Bob fucking T-Dog. cool. Hell yeah. He, I didn't know he was on Letterboxd. I gotta, I gotta follow his ass. He's he, actually a pretty loyal <laughs> longtime Puminati. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, he emailed that to me at 7.48 East Coast time, Friday night, and I believe it was like 3 a.m. there. Let me see. I will yeah, say. I feel like I've gotten like some Instagrams from him at like 4 a.m. his time. T-Dog goes hard in the paint. I mean, he's up late partying. Yeah, he was in one of the MSPH wrestlings with us very briefly. I just... Uh, I just found him. He's um, he's from Norway. Yes. Yeah. So we said, right? <laughs> and his his letterbox D profile just says head of Puminati Norway. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, you, fuck, you man. are, it was, sir. It was it was good to hear from you, man. And I gotta say, he sounds very sophisticated, even when he's like apparently partying. It's he's, one of those uh, things where it's like foreigners learn english the right way so they can speak it like if they know it they can speak it better than us especially me so i just for some context the email that he sent me he did say i could read it but he does say uh that he wrote the script for what he was gonna he was nervous and drunk so he wrote it down and he wrote his script while he was pooping (laughs) that's perfect it's exactly what he said. He says, I thought that would be very much in the spirit of the show. Fuck yeah. And, I'm well, just kind of jealous that, uh, really well. that T-Dog fucked up is uh, a better orator than me sober. I'm kind of jealous. Okay. Yeah, you should start a podcast. I know that last year he, I believe he's in the show business field in Norway. Oh, maybe we should make a Norwegian Iron Lung. Because he... Or Zombie Beach Party. He... Because he worked on a TV show where a comedian was flipping houses last year with somebody else. Norway Nathan for you? (laughs) So, like, they were... It was uh, two two dudes, if I'm remembering correctly. Two dudes, like a construction show, and one of the guys... It was sort of like that... Adam Carolla, I'm not same concept, but like when Adam Carolla had that construction show very briefly. Yeah, I I follow reality TV very little and house focused reality TV even less. So I'll take your word for it, Shuddy. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know why I felt the need to go into all of that, but I, I don't know either. But hey, that's what we do here. We just fucking ramble. Let's let's get let's get back with uh, John Leonard and do some mountain climbing, and chip away at Mount Voicemails, with 
This one. Oh, it closed itself. Come on. Oh, shit! And it did that fucking thing again. Mm-mm-mm. Bing, boing, poimp. So careless. Hey, guys. Guy in a Buffalo here. Just calling to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Sure. It's currently September 20th, but based on my math, this should come up around Thanksgiving time. Peace. <laughs> wow. Gob with the... Gob with the bullseye. Holy shit. Good for you, man. He's got good math. So we got to send him a bunch of merch? No, no, no. no. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the perfect bracket. And what we, well, I'm glad that you brought that up because what we, you know, you guys got all worried about it. Forget that if we might have the biggest wild card helping us choose between them in Dom. There's no way to predict how he's going to. Right. To that's going to make it the most interesting. Hopefully yep. he can. I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but I, I, hopefully his work schedule will kind of aligns with our reporting schedule. We'll figure it out. Huh. Um, here. Oh, looks like Gob called back. Also, just to follow up, uh, happy spooky season. If I got my uh, math wrong there and you get through August extra fast. No, oh, no. Uh, today is September 20th. Peace. Yeah, you were right the first time, but I guess. Yeah, after, uh, after he hung up, his confidence obviously waned. Yeah. Yeah, you should have just called your shot and stuck with it. You were right the first time, but still impressive, sir. Yeah, Hopefully we'll one. see him for MSPH wrestling this weekend. It's this weekend, right? Yes, it is. Oh, fuck. I forgot to break the bad Dude. news to Carl. Uh-oh. Good luck with that one. I'll text her. <laughs> okay. We're going to need Kevin this weekend for MSPH wrestling. You're invited too, Carl. Dude, this Which fucking... I have the the final announcement when we're done with voicemails. Oh, boy. I forgot about that. Is it? Is there any way to deliver the news quickly, Shuddy? Yes, I'll do it quickly. Okay. Because I'm hungry. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Shuddy. Hey. Hello, Hello other one. The other guy. Uh, Canada Ken here. Just calling to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. It's uh, Thursday, closer. September 29th right now. Man, everybody's doing the same bit. I assume that you will be getting this voicemail close to Christmas. It's after Christmas. I hope you had a good Christmas. Um, yeah. Great day down this. here. I get the day off tomorrow. Uh, Canada has put in a new day to... Uh, I guess apologize to indigenous people. Uh, so, you know, the government was really shitty to them and treated them like crap. So in turn, they, the government gave the indigenous people a recognized day that only federal employees get off. <laughs> go figure that one out, eh? Nice way to say sorry. We're sorry. We're going to take the day off. You go to work. Anyway, have a good one, guys. It's kind of funny how that works out, huh? Yeah, and Canada, thank you, homie. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I'm so, unfortunately, I'm, I'm I don't trying either. to think of something funny to say, but I got nothing. I already, I already I've dunked on Native Americans. For yeah, Jeff has life. beef with indigenous people, so he's yeah. not going to contribute anything yeah. to this. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. a, a very well constructed, uh, self contained voicemail. Like, yeah, he pointed something out, made a nice joke at it, and that's he took all the meat off the bone. That's all we need. Yeah. And since we're stuck here, fuck them. They don't deserve their own day. We've given them too much. 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mad at that one out too. All right, we'll just move on to the next voicemail. Yes, let's. What's please. up, it's Tyro. I'm listening to an old episode, the one about uh, when Kobe died, and you're talking about how fucked up it was. Yeah, like his family had to find out from the news, and that's basically how I found out my dad died a few years back. Was my mom called and said he was going to the hospital. And so me and my wife lived way closer, so we beat the ambulance there. And so I was like, I guess let's check Facebook to pass the time. And I saw the 911 call on Facebook, and they pretty much said, like, yep, he's dead. Which, like, damn. So everyone else arrived at the hospital, and, like, they were all blindsided. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. But anywho, have a good one. Yikes. Damn, sorry to hear about your pops, Pyro. That's a bummer. Another long time Puminati. I thought he was going to tell something about his sexual exploits with his wife. Yeah. Doesn't he, doesn't the, don't they do like buy stuff? Yes. Yeah, they get a little frisky. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, dude. I'm sorry. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I'm just going to drop this and immediately move on. I found out my dad died via text. <laughs> Guess it beats. Not recently, Jeff. This was last year. I know. I yeah, know. just to keep you up to speed. Not going to add to this convo. I, yeah. I did enough damage with the Native Americans. We're just going to breeze right on. MSPH, big country here. Hope you guys are doing well. Big country. Is. It is October 1st, 2022. You made it to October. Fuck yeah. Boogie season has essentially begun. I would say it might be in full effect. I believe Hocus Pocus on Disney was released today. That's the start of spooky season. Today. <laughs> um, this one's for Kevin. I know I'm a, I'm a big metal, uh, hard rock listening guy. Fuck this up, Kevin. Um, Want to know if you ever listened to a band called Ice Nine Kills? You know they're a little, uh, you know, not as heavy as the stuff that you listen to, but you know they can get down a little bit. Um, they actually do. Um, they started out as like a sceny punk band, emo, screamo band, and they've since Ugh. evolved into, I guess, what you could call theatrical metal. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do they do? Fucking show tunes? Their uh, last three albums have been based on, have, have, have had themes. Um, really, the last two are the most important ones, where they're, uh, every song on the album is based off a horror movie. Um, you know, it ranges from. Uh, New stuff, newer stuff like Resident Evil and uh, My Bloody Valentine, okay. uh, Hostel, to like older cool stuff like Evil Dead and, and The Fly and, you know, Friday the 13th and, and uh, Cabin Fever, stuff like that. Oh, that's a newer one. But uh, curious on if you uh, ever uh, ever got into them and, and listening to the themes and the lyrics and stuff is pretty pretty dope. Now... That being said, by the time that you get this voicemail, it may be Christmas time. Uh, everybody's got their fucking jokes today, huh? Everybody's well, got it's their... not a joke when it's fucking <laughs> accurate, when it's all accurate. Like, every single one of them has <laughs> predicted that we would be after, th- you know. We would Speaking be... of which, I... I love the Christmas commercials. I just, I don't think Christmas, like my brother already banged out most of Christmas shopping. I don't feel like you should be doing it until December. Hey, I don't, I feel like it doesn't hurt to get it out of the way early, but 
I don't know. You're uh, an elite gift giver. I actually talked about you at the uh, the dispensary. I do okay. Yeah. But you know, you're in luck. They do have a Christmas themed song uh, based oh boy. off of uh, was it Silent Night, Deadly Night? I believe. Right. But all right, guys. Stay awesome. Well, I guess to answer your question, I'm familiar with Ice Nine Kills. I've heard a couple of their songs. I feel like they've been around for a long ass time. Like back when I thought I was I was a super fucking heavy edge lord listening to like new metal and shit. I feel like Ice Nine Kills was swirling around in the new metal days. And two thousand. Uh, yeah. Didn't really do it for me. Um and yeah, obviously now I'm into the the way heavier shit. I feel like metal is a is is a very slippery slope. You get your gateway drug, and then the next thing you know, you're fucking shooting black tar heroin listening to Cannibal Corpse and Napalm Death. But, uh, yeah. Slippery slope. Ice Nine Kills doesn't really do it for me. Um, Dude, that... uh, Shit. That movie poster that I sent you a couple hours ago is now trending on Twitter. I saw that Outkick was going to write about it, but they're calling... Shuddy, they're doing a movie called Cocaine Bear. I know, I... Was just about to say I had no idea what that was, and then I looked a little further and realized it's a fucking movie that's coming out. Yeah, Elizabeth directed Banks. by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, based on a true story. <laughs> yeah the the uh, Twitter bio for cocaine, uh, co- cocaine bear. Uh, just just let me hold on. I have to click back into it. All right. Well, since we've just already as simple as. Just uh, bury cocaine. Get in line. February twenty third, twenty twenty three. I'm sold. That's all <laughs> I need. Uh, I was gonna do another voicemail, but since we have the MSPH wrestling thing to go through, and we're already going long, Shuddy, why don't you speed us through that? All right. The Jingle Balls Brawl uh, MSPH Wrestling fourteen is going to be this Saturday, December third, at eight p.m. Eastern. On Dom's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash domv311. Uh, the last four matches are going to be an eight-man battle royal. Winner becomes number one contender for the MSPH Hardcore TV Championship. Uh, it's Fonzo versus Throbby the Law Lawler versus Gob mm. versus Thunderwolf versus Dom versus Twisted Texan versus Seek versus Alex Wilson. Jesus Christ. That's why it's a hell of a match. battle royal. Yeah. Uh, then we have a fatal four-way steel cage match for the MSPH Canadian Championship featuring the Canadian Goose versus Bonesy versus <laughs> Boochies versus Farts. Ah. Then we've got the Elimination Chamber match for the, uh, the number one contender for the MSPH Canadian Championship, which is Jean-Pierre Frenchy versus Big Sexy versus Chief Brody versus Happy Smokes, versus T-Bone, versus Spat. I don't believe a single one of them are Canadian. Excellent. <laughs> Staying on brand. And then we have the tag team elimination match for the MSPH Women's Tag Team Championship, which is going to see a new tag team enter the fold when Pooping Kathy teams up mm. with Carl to take on oh. the despite the disciples of darkness, which is CBG and Red Rage, who are the reigning champions. Uh, that's, that's a tag team you would dream of, Kevin. Carl is gonna hate that. <laughs> Being p- 
paired up with Pooping Kathy. <laughs> For any any newbies, Pooping Kathy used to call into the the voicemail line and take volcanic shits, and then just go, "Love you guys, bye." And she retired her anus, but she did give us this drop when she like pooped on her thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like her and Carl could be friends in, in another life. I feel like Carl would probably enjoy pooping Kathy, Kathy's uh, company. Mm. I'm not going to tell I her. think so, too. I enjoy the shenanigans she get pooping Kathy gets up to on social media. Is that the last announcement, Shuddy? Uh, yeah, just there will be. I, Dom sent me a text and said, make sure you read the stuff at the bottom. So... Uh, there will be the annual eggnog social to kick off MSPH wrestling. So make sure to get yourself a bottle of eggnog and pour yourself a glass for the start of the event. I don't remember this tradition. I remember it, but I didn't come through on it. I'll, I'll put a reminder in my calendar. Yikes. Though. All right. Um, Is it- I will probably not be participating. You don't like eggnog? Is that why? I bought a bottle of eggnog. I used it for the eggnog social, and then it ended up being thrown out in like February with no more drank out of it. You pulled the Kevin Kraft? You just left it in your fridge to die? Yep. Jeez. Um, and follow at MSPH in, on follow at MSPH Instagram. Fucking A. You need help, Shuddy. At MSPH Wrestling on Instagram for all news and updates, and subscribe to at MSPH Wrestling on YouTube where you can catch up on all past MSPH Wrestling events. Full event card and Zoom link will be posted to Patreon prior to the event. Yeah, so if you're a new Patreon subscriber, a new listener to MSPH, this is a like three or four hour event. Um, we're all on the Zoom call, so anybody who's on our Patreon, you have the option to click the Zoom link and join in with us. And it gets fucking rowdy. It's a good time. So if you got, if you is got there a, a free night. Cause we haven't hit it yet, but we're getting popular enough on Patreon where we, we could be, I think it's a hundred person max on zoom, right? Oh, what? we'll see. <clears throat> I don't know, what? but if you're worried about it, get in early. All right. Uh, is that it? Shuddy? Be hilarious. If one of us can't get in, I know <laughs> it's going to be you. Yeah, this, I'm gonna be buying fucking eggnog. Guys, it's okay. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, it says, oh no, 100 participants since we don't have a business account. All right, well, well, let me see spot. if I can talk to good old Uncle Rupert about that. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for listening. If you need more MSPH in your life, I strongly suggest you check out Patreon.com/slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. To everybody on the $10 tier, I know it got released on Thanksgiving, so it might fall through the cracks, but holy shit, the episode of Queef or No Queef we did last week was fucking awesome. So if you're a listener or like a sporadic listener of Queef or No Queef, don't let that one fall through the cracks. That's a I think a do not this, miss episode. This season of Queef or No Queef is some of our best work. I agree. So you can check that out on the $10 tier as well as a fuckload of of the other shows that we do. And if you want to watch these episodes on YouTube, youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin craft at shuddy boy at Jeff records and at MSPH podcast. 
Jeff, where can people check out your sports betting podcast? Called Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. It uh, comes out every Wednesday or Thursday for the NFL season, but I'm going to start doing an NBA podcast here pretty shortly. So look out for that, but Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Yeah, check that out. And um, be sure to get in on the Patreon if you want to be one of the 100 people on the Zoom with us for MSBH Wrestling this weekend. It's, uh, it's a sight to behold, to say the least. Um, and thank you guys for listening. But until next time, oh, something. Hey, donkey, 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 boing, 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 boing. Yeah, bring it a little Seinfeld energy. Donkey, 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 boing, 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 boing. Okay, Zoom. You can open now. There we go. Oh, yeah. A doodly doodly doodle doodle and a doodle and a doing doing. How's my lighting? I got a new. I got a ring light instead of a umbrella light. Look, look good to me. Do I need to make it brighter? No. I think it looks good. All right. If you, may, if you went any brighter, you might lose some of your, your features. Yeah. I had to turn it down because it was blinding me. It's but luckily, is... you have a, a, a Kool-Aid face on your chest, so we'll still be able to see. With you. a gold tooth. <laughs> <laughs> where do you get these wonderful toys? Uh, Zoomies is where I got this. Wow. And where did you get your time machine to find a Zoomies? All of our malls have them. They were playing real big fish over the speaker when I checked out. Yeah, I think Lakewood Mall and maybe even Cerritos Mall has one. I know, I know Lakewood has one. Maybe it's just too, in too fancy of an area for Zoomies. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Do you at least have packs on at your place or in your malls? Yes. All but one has a pack sun. Well, I mean, I was talking to Kevin. I, I figure you did if you had Zoomies, oh. but. Oh, what? The, um, the mall around here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a pack sun. No Zoomies, huh? I don't know. There could be. I mean, it just blended in. To the mall white noise. I got a major announcement for the main episode. You guys are going to like it. You're finally coming out. No. I'm going to show everybody my micro penis. No, neither one of those are true. You've done so many episodes of Dragon Ball Queef. Parker, shut up. You're now super into anime. Kevin, just stop guessing, all right? You're pissing me off. I'm going to rescind my announcement. I ate my first man-ass, and boy, was it delicious. I went, I went to Trader Joe's after the gym today. When's the last time you've been to Trader Joe's, Kevin? Mm, Have uh, you been since they released the Christmas stuff? Uh, no, no, I don't believe I did. Their Christmas snacks, and I say this with no exaggeration, are fucking unreal. They, it's crazy the kind of selection they have. 
Shuddy, you know what I'm talking about? I've been to Trader Joe's recently. We don't, I don't have a Trader Joe's locally. Uh, holy shit. They have like assortment of covered JoJo's. They got gingerbread cookies with white fudge icing. They got like three different kinds of jingle jangle, which I don't know if that's a Trader Joe's thing or everyone knows what jingle jangle is. It's just like chocolate covered, candy covered pretzels. Uh, they got like mint cocoa truffles, regular cocoa truffles. It, it's fucking crazy. I was overwhelmed. I only got gingerbread iced fudge cookies, but I'm going back. Are you they snack like, attacking them? Yeah. Nice. I got a few snack attacks lined up, so. Yeah, I'm behind. I haven't watched. I watched the one you did on Carl's Snickerdoodles, and she she watched it as well. She's very pumped that you liked you liked the Snickerdoodles, um, but I, I don't think I've watched your your last two. It's crazy how how soft those were, considering I did a snack attack like a week after she gave them to me. Like I said in the video, I got a. I had one when I was drunk, either the night of or the night before or the uh, the morning after. I can't really remember, and it was fucking epic. And then. I had it for the snack attack, and it was just as epic. That Carl, she can she can really bake herself a cookie. She's an angel. But do yourself a favor, Kevin, and and you at home, Puminati, do yourself a favor and get to a Trader Joe's and just just see what they got. Dude, they have fucking cannoli. They have like cannoli dip. Like you know how they have cookie butter. Yeah, there's a cannoli dip, a a frozen cannoli dip, or it's just it's just cannoli cream. It's not difficult to make cannoli dip. It is when you're stupid. Yeah, I can't make anything. It it is when your profession is telling fart and dick jokes. (laughs) Yeah, you should just cheese ricotta and mini chocolate chips. Shuddy, you should just see how difficult life is on just a day-to-day basis for somebody as stupid as me. It's awful. I mean, how hard can it be? What do you do all day now? I should qualify for disability for how stupid I am. (laughs) Dude. You'd get fired from that, too. Oh, no. Probably. (laughs) Be like, all right. Yeah, we, we, we see that you brought nothing to the table on your last job. But you bring too much to the table when it comes to being stupid. <laughs> You're overqualified for being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is depressing me, guys. Intel Anglefort. Miles, as usual, wants to be here for the beginning of the episode. Well, he's a Dude. fucking ham for the camera, just like his owner. Little Mama wants nothing to do with our podcast. She's just staring, sitting on my bed, staring at me. If I ask her to come over, she'll just sit there and do shit. She's just farting on your pillow. Dude, she let off like a 30-second fart right in my lap. She farted on your dick? Um, no, I was actually on the side of me. It was worse because like she, if she farted in my, in my dick area, it would have went like into the blanket and probably been buried. But she farted up and there was an opening and it just... It was just like a f- fucking open lane of gas right to my nose. And Did it, it make disgusting. noises? Yes. 
Can you can you do like an impersonation of what it kind of sounded like? I know it's hard to do a thirty second mouth fart. It was. It just sounded like a. It was kind of like a fan. It was just like. Oh, it was a whooshier. Yeah. Those every do tend then, to reek. Every now and then she'll like fart so bad she'll try to run away from it. It's like and I have to <gasps> over there. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like a. Like an eighty-year-old smoker cough. It's like a wheeze, <laughs> an ass wheeze. <laughs> Her ass is very wheezy. I don't know. And she was she's been pooping diarrhea lately. I think her dumb ass licked a couple things off the floor she shouldn't have. Yeah, I think post post Thanksgiving for dog owners is a big diarrhea time. Yeah. We uh we gave her turkey though. She enjoyed that. Now every time she hears turkey, she does a little head twirl. (laughs) It's like treat. Yeah. Treat turkey, oh yeah, <laughs> Reese's pieces. <laughs> yeah, she's shitting liquid for the past couple of days, though. Well, that's kind of cool. Then you don't have to pick it up, Reese PC. You do have to pick it up, and it makes it way worse. What do you do? They make like doggy diarrhea sponges. I mean, you got to do your best. Like it's. Yeah, it's like pudding, but I don't know. I try. <laughs> More like I'll be putting it in my mouth. <laughs> I just do enough licking to get the job done. <laughs> That's not what I meant to play. I, I mean, Where's I your... think that was completely accurate. Oh, kind, of, kind of worked. This one. Yeah. 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 Well, that does work better, actually. <laughs> did either one of you guys do your homework? I did. I forgot we had homework. Well, you know, Shuddy Boy, you bring nothing to, to the table. You bring nothing to the table. Listen, we're going to have, a, have to have you. a chat about this. Fuck you. I, according to the Puminati, I've got at least two years of being on Easy Street after uh, the Patreon. Well, which Puminati? Patreon. I don't know if Thunderwolf voted on you having two years. No, his vote is negative votes. Is oh, negative wow. twelve. So his vote doesn't matter. <clears throat> I think that stunt that you did was super gnarly. I'm willing to exonerate you from crazy things, and I think you are pulling your weight. And you know, I had to. I hosted Thanksgiving dinner, so. How did that go? We can talk about it, but I had a, a, a meltdown. I hope we can talk about it. Oh, we can. Because <laughs> I everybody was at the house and I tried to cancel Thanksgiving while everyone was here. Wow, that sounds so off-brand. You know, <laughs> I know what? Right? Everybody get the fuck out of here. I'm eating this whole turkey myself. All right, well, in that case. This doesn't sound like anything you would, you yeah, would do. Yeah, yeah, take off. this. Take this. Uh, you guys can hear the sound bites and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's we weird. Sure I have the, it uh, feels. I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like we're having a good progress. tech day. Yeah. I mean, after last week of having a very very bad tech day, that was like the tech equivalent of me doing the pee pee poo poo bong. So the tech shit better get off my nuts for at least two years. I there's honestly, 
give you guys a peek behind the curtain. There's, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen Kevin more depressed than, than, than last week. Like you, you were so mad, rightfully so, but you were very, very unhappy. I was, I was slightly concerned. Yeah. Look, man, I, you know, had, there's, had, I, I do take certain, certain things very seriously and MSPH is one of them. And if something's fucking with it, boy, does that ruin my day. If, if I didn't know that he had Carl there, not there, you know, but didn't have Carl to fall back on, you know, I would have been up his ass last week to make sure he was okay. Yeah, I just, I just offload all that on Carl. Yeah, she's really made our life easier. Right. We don't have to do any of the heavy li- emotional lifting for Kevin. We just get to do the fun stuff with him. Oh, please. Like when did you ever have to do any of that shit? Yeah, we're like the stepdads or the uncles. The uncles, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the stepdad oh! is. I don't know anything about stepdads. All right. You guys ready to roll? Uh, you know, yeah. I was here at 445 ready to roll. So, you know, yeah, doing, doing... 15 minutes earlier than we were supposed to record from Los Angeles, California, where the mad scientist party hour. Yeah.